Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Things, the show where we take brilliant, funny people and we ask them five things about whatever the hell I want to, because for some reason, they put me in charge. I'm your host, Kaya Green. So here's a... Here at Five Things, we like to uh, stay on theme. So before I introduce our first incredible guest, let's start with the warm-up five. Thank you, Connor. So uh, number one on our warm-up five is this show appears in both video and podcast form. Uh, Where there are visuals, I will do my best to describe them. For instance, right now you're looking at my face. Uh, I'm a small androgynous person with short hair and round glasses. So like picture a young Justin Bieber if he had abandoned music and become a librarian. Number two, uh, in this week's news, COVID-19 continues to rage, but there is some good news. The flu has been drastically reduced this year, with only 17 recorded positive cases down from 711 at the same time last year. What? That's pretty good, right? I think we can all feel happy about that, if not other things. Go us! Number three! Fun fact of the week. Did you know pirates did wear eye patches historically, but not always because they were missing an eye. In order to help their eyes adjust more quickly between the bright ship deck and the dark below decks, pirates would patch one eye so it was always adjusted for the darkness. That's a pretty cool fact. That's a bring it up at parties fact, I think. All right, number four. Stuff you should know. This is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat. We should all know these names, we should all thank these names for taking care of the land, and we should make sure that we are honoring them not only in the past, but also in the present. And number five, our guest today. Her first show was created in the Emerging Creators Unit at Buddies in Bad Times Theater. It was called The Cunning Linguist, and it won the 2016 Queer Acts Audience Award. Uh, Monica Garrido, who is our guest today, has had the privilege to be a member of uh, diverse improv troops, including The Queendom and Kinsey Fail. She's part of the ensemble of the Canadian Comedy Award-winning show Sketch Comedy Extravaga extravaganza eleganza there we go working on talking today currently she co-hosts and co-produces radio radio aluna theater podcast and is part of the house co-ensemble at second city toronto which only half exists but is still pretty awesome she's also the 2018 recipient of the queer emerging artist at buddies and bad times theater award she's a taurus and she wishes you the best please welcome monica garrido Yay! Hello. Hi, Monica. 
Hi. I'm sorry I, I stumbled all the way through your bio, but you just have too many impressive credits. I love it because mostly I think things have changed. So <laughs> I think I Monica know, you, is here and that's what matters. That's my you know, bio. That's right. You know, you're here and I'm happy you're here. And I hope you're happy you're here, you know? <gasps> That's so, so weird. Everything you put my name, what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did all those things. You do know that, right? Who knows? It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can take credit at the very least. Monica, how are you doing today? How's your I'm day? I'm good. I'm gonna describe myself. Oh, look. It says, hi, Kaya. Hey, Les. <laughs> not me um, just you <laughs> yeah okay so monica could you describe yourself for the people listening yes i am uh, mexican i <laughs> i'm i have curly hair brown eyes uh i have uh some makeup on because i like to try sometimes i have feet i don't know i'm wearing a shirt and i look exactly like my father so if you know my father you know how i look like wow fantastic uh what i got from that was teeth and wearing a shirt so now i'm just picturing yeah, just teeth wearing teeth a shirt with curly hair <laughs> that looks exactly like monica's father yeah. so yeah you got it uh, <laughs> monica i hope you're having a good day a good uh, week a good month a good pandemic yeah, the best. Wonderful. Excellent. Um, so uh, if you're feeling up to it, I say we just dive right into our five things. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do this thing. Thing number one. So, Monica, as you uh, stated in your description of yourself, you are from Mexico. Yes. Yeah. Um, so... I'm curious because I don't think we've ever had a chance to talk about this and all the times we've sort of performed together, but I'm very curious about whether uh, you find that there has been a difference working both in comedy in Canada and comedy in Mexico, whether there is a different sense of humor between the two countries, or if not, what kind of translates well in both places? I think physical comedy translates well in every language makes sense yeah i feel i am a person who does a lot of face faces for everything so i feel when i don't know how to say a word either in english or spanish i'll just do a face <laughs> and i will speak for for it um i i always i i didn't do a lot of well yeah i'm trying to think what comedy i did in mexico and i think the timing the the way we speak, at least in my part of Mexico, which is the north, we speak like, uh, it's called golpeado. So I, in Spanish, uh, I speak like this all the time because it's how I speak. Like we like, we have like a taca, 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 taca. And here I don't have that. So I think it, it's a lot on, on like the rhythm of how we tell jokes is really different. Really different. And also I, I love when you... ¿Cómo se llama? What, how do you say? Um, references. I, right. I did a show here with... Uh, ¿Cómo se llaman? Patricia and Mela Pavón. They have a... Patricia Tab and Mela have... Uh, Melodramáticas. They have a duo and they invite me to stand up. And even though the show was in English, most of the audience spoke Spanish. And I was like, I'll try some stuff. And I did only reference of things that are like 
well-known in like Latin America and, and people laughed like a lot. And I'm like, okay, this works here. This is good here. But it's a lot when, when I think when I do shows that I know some of the audience speak Spanish, I will try to do at least one joke or something that I know at least just two people will get and they will laugh before everybody else. Because I always like that because I feel sometimes in translation, they might be like a delay to get the joke. And sometimes it's, it's good to be like, I'll, I'll give you this one. <laughs> That's so neat. That must feel so neat to be able to like direct those jokes straight at those people in the audience. But yeah, and I've been thinking about timing. I, I translated uh, recently my solo show and we, I thought it was going to be so easy. I was like, oh, I'll, I wrote this show so I can just translate it. It makes sense. And no, it was... <laughs> It's really hard. It was really yeah. hard because Spanish, there's not a neutral Spanish, right? There's Spanish from everywhere. So slang is different. The way yeah. we use certain words is different. I, in English, I tend to sometimes over-explain myself. Right. And in Spanish, I realize I didn't need to do that. But it's been like the way we use also pronouns is really different. Like it's right. It's quite an adventure. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. It uh, it never really occurred to me that, of course, the timing of jokes would be different. I imagined that there would be differences between like humor and what's funny in some places, because I know at least in English speaking countries, something that really lands in Britain might not land in America, you know, mm -hmm. um, even in the same language. But the timing, that's so fascinating. I feel because everybody has a, a like we all speak with different timing, right? I feel like if you see British shows, sometimes they're so fast. In Mexico, at least where I'm from, we are also really, like, we're really fast talkers. And yeah. I think here is, is a little bit more of, like, mellow. Not mellow, but it's like, the, the flavor is different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've even heard people say that Canadian improv is slower than American improv. For um, me, it's quite fast. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seems fast to me, but it's all I know. So, <laughs> yeah. But that's really interesting as uh, somebody who is uh, just a just a speaker of one language. I can imagine that there's there's so many nuances that change when you switch between them. Also, as your reference, because I think when because uh, I've done improv in Spanish and my reference are like I can pull reference from my family like for my blood family and, and from things that I grew up watching on TV and here, like the reference are like, it can be really specific of a, a, a certain show. Like I think characters are also different because your reference are really different. Yeah. So that's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, man, that's so fascinating. And it kind of actually tied into another question I was thinking of asking you, um, which is uh, that being a performer in both languages, yeah, yeah, th thing number two, um, being a performance uh, in both languages, do you find uh, that there are advantages to it in terms of like being able to more specifically hone your physical skills or um your something else do you find that there are advantages <laughs> that come with it um i think so because i get i 
can get higher in, in more places. <laughs> so that's pretty neat uh, because it's, I think the jobs that I, I have right now, like hosting another podcast with Aluna, with Aluna Theater, it, it works really to our advantage uh, that Camila, my co-host and I, we both speak English and Spanish. So we want to have a host a host. If we want to invite somebody who, a guest who's, who speaks only Spanish, we can do that. So it, it, I think it does open more doors for, for me at least, at least. Um, and it, yay, Aluna. Uh, and, and we all, and I think it also, what I love is sometimes I get lost in translation and sometimes it can be terrifying, but I love, I learned to fall in love with it. Of if somebody gives me a suggestion and I have no idea what it is, I just take the closer thing that sounds like, like that, or something that I'm like, I think is this, and I just go with it, and then it's not my issue if, if my fellow improvisers, <laughs> like the, it's we're the same boat, so it's like this is what I thought, so I don't know. So it's always I think I I, I used to be terrified of getting lost in translation on, on stage, and now I embrace it. Yeah, that's an amazing point i've definitely seen you do that both when i'm on stage with you or when i'm watching you um from the tech booth or the audience and i always find it so delightful because it only augments what improv should be which is the first thought that comes to your mind but it's also like canada uh where we are is like it's it, you're a baby country compared to other countries right yes you're not wrong uh, so there's a, a lot of a lot of immigrants in this in this city so i think it's it's mostly well known that a lot of people in the city are lost in translation most of the time so it's like the most pure reflection of of a newcomer performing or like not even, i'm being here for eight years and half of the things i still don't know what they mean but it's, it's a confident of knowing that it doesn't matter if you know or not know the world, world, you still have somehow, you can find a language to communicate what you're feeling or what you're thinking. Yeah, which is kind of, I would say, a great lesson for anybody who wants to perform anything ever in any language is just coming at it with confidence, which you do in absolute spades, which I've always been so impressed by. <laughs> um, but I've, I also wanted to touch on one other thing on that subject, which is I've seen you a number of times use Spanish in English speaking shows for English speaking audiences to great effect as just sort of a, uh, a joke on its own in that I'm tired of talking uh speaking english so i'm just gonna start speaking spanish and it works so well every time um but how do you feel when you're doing that i think sometimes it depends on the scene i think i think of what scene you one scene in particular that you were i think i don't know if you were with me but we were in the same like it has to do with the infection that's happening right now mm, yeah and the beer but it was yeah for me it's because sometimes I can see certain words that people are trying to say, and I'm like, that's not the way you say them. Like, even the, the simple thing of saying, like, taco to taco is like, yeah. And, and it's so weird because it's literally just a clarification to show that that's not how you pronounce certain things. People think it's funny, which is amazing. It's just this assertiveness of like, no, this is how you say certain things. Um, but also, I think. I, cause I do switch sometimes just to Spanish 
Because why not? I don't know. For me, yeah. it's like, why? Like, it, mostly in improv, right? We get to just play around with whatever is our reality, right? Yeah. And my reality is that I, my mind sometimes is trying to translate a thought and it's take, and you know how in, in improv time goes by, it's like a second, but in that second, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you already went through five different things and you're like, yeah. no, 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 no. So if I'm like, oh, I can't fully translate this, but if I just say it, maybe something will happen. And then yeah. why not do it? Because there's nothing to lose. It's improv. <laughs> and it's honestly great. I think the one of the things that I've been happy about happiest about watching you do those things is seeing the joke usually be put on the uh the English speaker for being just for just speaking one language, which in the course of the world is dumb. It's dumb that some of us just speak one language. Um, <laughs> especially Canadians and Americans who have every opportunity to speak other languages and just don't because we're lazy. <laughs> um, and I like that, that that turnaround kind of happens on us on stage in those cases. Because we should be the butt of those jokes, let's be honest. But yeah, it's just fun. I think... Uh... I don't know. For me, it's like sometimes I don't even think about it. And it just comes out. And also because I, I have an accent, if you haven't heard it. So sometimes I am like, well, you already know. I, I'm clearly, I, English is not my first language. So why I just give you a bigger hint of where I'm from. So <laughs> <laughs> might as well. I love it. All right. Um, I feel like we've covered this very thoroughly because the first bled into the second. So let's move on to something completely different. You ready for number three? See. Si. Yeah, let's do it. Question number three. All right. So you were a part of the queer community as well in this uh, in the art scene here in Toronto, um, mm-hmm. not just the queer comedy community, but also a big part of the queer theater community. Um, and I was curious about how like your queerness given how many things that you have performed in where that is like a specific topic um or how many troops you've been in that are like designed in that way how do you feel like your queerness has sort of caused you to evolve as an artist or become integrated with the work that you do i think because the main reason i'm i all the the reason itself when i moved here to toronto was uh my queerness because i i felt that in back home i couldn't live that life the way i wanted to or the way anyone should just live life i couldn't do it right um for a lot of of reasons and i think i was thinking about this actually that i moved here and i in my first show i ever did i actually changed my name because I was terrified. I was so terrified because I was like, what if my parents find it? What if somebody who I know from Mexico finds this? And then I was like, well, you can always deny it, you know? <laughs> so now my name is out there in all of it. And, yeah. and, and I think it, I working on my first like uh, bigger solo show, which is The Cunning Linguist. I realized, because I still work on that show and it started six years ago, that show helped me find my voice, but it helped me find my voice because it made me fully embrace and love my queerness. Like it made me feel that 
I was, it was okay. And it was okay to be terrified the whole time because being queer is, is beautiful, but also so scary. It's scary, really scary. Um, so I, I think that being queer and, and, and being here, it, it made me fully embrace it and fully embrace that I can have as many labels as I want to give myself or I can have no labels and it's up to me if I want to change them, if I don't want to change them. Like it's literally I have no limits to what my queerness can be. And I think that's really reflected on my art and it's really reflected. I think it's really I feel that I have grown to be a better artist because I have grown to know to know and love myself fully more of on the person I am because I think back home and I and when I moved here I I didn't fully know I could be me without being afraid of offending other people or without being afraid of hurting people in in my family yeah. which they still don't know so whoopsie but 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 yeah it's been I don't know I think em- embracing who you are in as a human in particular is or like in general is really telling of your art because i think once you find your voice and find what you want to say your art will grow and for me it just turned out that i'm extremely gay (laughs) (laughs) yes i wish i wish we could just program the world to have air horns every time somebody said that (laughs) um that is wow what an incredibly beautiful answer (laughs) um as a follow-up to that, not so much a different question, but as a follow-up, you work a lot in the with a lot of queer artists. Are there some other artists that you would like to shout out on this subject that are just sort of blowing your mind lately? People that you think need more attention, so on and so forth? There's so many people. <laughs> There's so many people. Augusto Viter, I love Augusto Viter. They are amazing. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with Augusto Viter. Uh Camila Diaz Varela, Jim, yes, Augusto, Jimena Wisi, eh, Sofia Rodriguez, and Liz Durr, Rafa Antonio. Like, there's so many queer artists doing so much work. Ty Sloan, Jordan Camp, um, my beautiful, <laughs> incredible, talented partner, uh, Liz Staples. Uh, Yolanda Bonel, oh, I can say many, many beautiful people, Sebastián Marciali, El Toro. Oh my God, I can just keep going on. Lucia Linares, Trisha Hagorillas. Uh, I'm, I'm so lucky that most of my friends are artists. Kaya, <laughs> <laughs> Patricia Tapp, Trisha, oh, yep. Trishy, Trishy is the best. Oh the yeah, Trisha is excellent. Kaya. Oh boy! No, there's um, so many people. I will. Sh- I can shout out to everyone. Like everybody from Lemon Tree, everybody from Aluna. There's everybody who's doing residencies with uh, a lot of theaters right now. They're amazing. Ava, like I don't know, Brandon Ash Mohammed. Yeah, like uh, I feel there's so a uh, Janice. Like oh, I can go and on and on and on and on about so many people. I can just go on my Instagram and be like this person and this person. <laughs> And this person. Well, you gave people a really good list of things to look up there, uh, yes. which is great. For any of, anyone who's listening to this and is like, oh, no, that was too many names too fast. Don't worry. 
This will be available to watch later, so you can, and I'm sure will, come back, write all those names down, and go follow all of those people, because oh, Monica I, knows what she's talking about. And also, Bel- Miss Velvetin, which is my uh, my best friend from Mexico. Uh, th- his real name is Diego, but uh, his drag name is Miss Velvetin, and he's like blowing up like he has music out right now a show like he was cast as miss velvetine for a lead in a musical in my hometown that's like, huge miss velvetine yeah like they are like poof. and and wow. i do drag uh, uh drag here sometimes and and we always talk like oh maybe we should do boy band and miss velvetine but they like this is my best friend from monterrey oh. and right now yeah, and the best part is like uh, his brother is his music producer, and his mother is like his manager. Like he's super supported. What? That's so, so cool. So Miss Velvetine is like, if you want to laugh, if you want to see a beautiful drag queen, also Selena Vile. Yeah, sorry. Of <laughs> course. Keep saying, Don't worry. She was on last week, so we yeah, yeah. we got her good and promoted. Um, wow, that's amazing. I am absolutely looking up Miss Velveteen. That sounds, mm-hmm. they look incredible. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on to thing number four. Um, this is our, our random question segment where I'm going to ask you uh, something that sort of just is uh, indicative of your various interests and, and uh, people that you like to follow. Okay, so Monica, if you could go to dinner with any three people, famous people, people you know, any three people in the whole world right now, who would you choose? No pressure. Whatever comes well, to mind it's first. It's tricky because if it wasn't like a pandemic, I will, I will probably say like celebrities. Oh, yeah. Let's pretend it's not a pandemic. Okay, I do that but every if day not, I will anyway. say like my friends, my mom, I don't know, my <laughs> sister. Yeah, no, let's, let's, say, let's say the world is normal. You can go to dinner with three celebrities. Who would those three celebrities be? Celebrity. Celebrities. Um, can, <laughs> they can be dead or alive, right? Oh, yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Dead or alive. So Chabela Vargas, who is a... Um, I don't know how to say, it, say like she became a, Me- a Mexican, but she wasn't. I don't remember what she was born, but she wasn't born in Mexico. But Chabela Vargas is this singer who, who used to sing rancheras, which is a, a um, se llama? a song like songs mostly sang by they mostly men sing the songs, and okay. she was the biggest lesbian. And every woman wanted to sleep with her. Apparently, she slept with Frida Kahlo. Like, she was a rock star. What? But also, her she sings, she has, like, so much sadness in her voice that you're, like, she's feeling it for the whole world. So, Chabela Vargas, for sure. Selena Quintanilla, because she's a queen. Always and forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To heaven. And... One more. I don't know. I don't care about celebrities. I'm joking. <laughs> I, was like, I don't really. Uh, you can bring anyone you want for the last one. It doesn't need to be a celebrity. I don't know. I think my sister. I miss my sister. 
Oh, that's she's great. She's foreign. She's nice. And I like her. So I, I will bring my sister just so I can be like excited to show her that I'm friends with the celebrities and also <laughs> to be annoyed by her because she's my sister. Oh, that's very good. That's very funny. Do you have a close <laughs> yeah. relationship with your sister? Yes, 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 yes. She's that's also awesome. queer. So we are both hiding. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to support each other, which is awesome. Yeah. So we mostly talk to each other about real things that happen in our lives. Oh, it's so that's nice. Yes. No, I, I mean, I think that's good. I think that's, uh, I don't have any siblings, but I've heard that's the benefit is that, you know, siblings always know what you've been through and where you've been no, in yes. life. That's awesome. Oh, so I didn't say Lucia. Lucia also is, is a, an amazing artist. Lucia Linares, my little baby face. And he tell us our gay Jesus. Sorry, I'm just going to keep saying names. <laughs> you are welcome to continue saying names yeah. until we turn the cameras and microphones off. Oh, Please so carry people. on. I, I will also have to vouch for both of those people, your other yeah. members of Boy Band, the Boy yes. Band. I love you guys. You're so much fun. If you haven't had a chance to see Boy Band, the Boy Band in the future or via the internets, please do, because they are so good. Monica and uh, her fellow cast members are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, last but not least, um, on this uh, wild and crazy ride we're on here, question number five. Um, you have a podcast. Um, tell us about that podcast. What What is it that you like are focusing on? What's exciting you about it? Um, what's been the process of making this thing in pandemic? It's been interesting. It is because <laughs> <laughs> we used to do it at the it's with Aluna Theater, and I used to we used to record it at the Aluna Studio where we had the equipment, and then when this happened, the great thing is the company send us mics so we have really nice mics me and my co-host uh camila my co-host and co-produce camila diaz varela and the only thing is is hard when when our guest doesn't have a mic right because right we can be like oh and get a professional mic for this so you just like go through it i think what i've learned mostly about podcast yes it is really important that sounds amazing but it's really important what you're saying too i think i will here to something that sounds a little bit echoey or crunchy as long as it's something that I'm like, I love what they're saying. So that wouldn't bother me. Right. Uh, but yeah, I also edit most of my podcasts and I I love cutting every um and every like and everything like that. Like sometimes they will be like, oh, wow, I sound like so fast. And I'm like, I cut every hesitation on your voice. I cut it. It just makes me really 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 happy to do that but we that does we, sound satisfying it does because i used to edit a video for a living like years ago um i used to edit for miss universe canada and really i didn't know that yes i used to edit for miss universe canada for another company what I was used, that like it was that is an ex i actually for one of the years I went and the team, because I was hired, I worked with another company and they hire us. And yeah. most of Miss Universe Canada, at least during that time, was mostly run by Latinx people. So everybody in the, in like the production part, everybody spoke Spanish. That's why everybody who they hire spoke Spanish. So it was oh run God. by people from Colombia, Mexico, like, like it was amazing. And we used, That's we awesome. stayed with them in a hotel. So I lived with the, all the people involved in a hotel for a week 
a week and a half and they will film all day and I, and I will edit all night to have new content. Yeah. And then I, and wow. it was, it was, it was, my parents were like, how do you get that job? And I'm like, I have no idea. Sometimes I, <laughs> I just say yes to life and it happens. But yeah, but, but in the podcast right now at Aluna, I have a lot of random jobs when they will tell you a lot about my weird jobs. Um, but yeah, but I, at Aluna, we, Aluna Theater, the podcast I do is called Merendiando, which means little snack time. So when we were in pandemic times, we used to buy food for our guests and we'll have like a meal and just talk about their art or if they're a community member, um, because we usually do uh, artists that, that are working a lot with communities or they are creating community within their work. Um, oh. And because of the pandemic, we've been able to... We talked to somebody from Puerto Rico. We talked to somebody from Arkansas, uh, Mexico. So it's been, we've been able to talk to people in other parts of the world, which that's been really amazing and interesting because we hadn't had the opportunity before. But yeah, we that's mostly awesome. do a lot of art and it's beautiful and we show it. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, we've uh, we've actually run out of time. That way, I know. I'm sorry. Super fast. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's you. You're doing your job. That's amazing. I, you've just been like so much fun to talk to. I totally lost track of time. So, but just before we go, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. You, I, I miss you dearly. I'm so happy Aww. I got the chance to talk to you again. Um, but where can people find you? Um, because you are very much on my list of people to recommend that you follow. So, uh, where can people? Find find you on the internet you can find me on instagram at monica garrido h uh, also uh, you can follow radio luna teatro at luna theater uh, also you can watch me here next week i'm gonna be doing theater sports and also never have i ever um, which i'm really excited nice. yeah because the cast are pretty good oh and that's great yeah, it's, I'm really excited. And also, on December, around December 16, my solo show comes out on audio. So if you are doing nothing and you just want to hear me talk about my family and Jesus and God, listen. Do it. Yes. Uh, where can they find that uh, podcast? Or sorry, will, the solo show. That will come out. It's part of the studio series of also Aluna Theater. So Augusto Viter and I did our... our Augusto did Reina, that's his show and i did the cunning linguist so so they will come out in december amazing oh man i can't wait to listen to that that's gonna be awesome well thank you so much monica for joining us today really really appreciate it um you are absolutely best um thank mm. you so much to you and thanks to you so much to our tech connor lowe who is providing Woo! the air horns and the visuals and uh all of the technical support today um and the other people that make this possible coco galore sonar network and bad dog theater and bad dog comedy tv um make sure you subscribe and you follow and you donate to bad dog theater um because that is how they keep this channel running and they keep bringing you delightful nonsense um they are currently uh, supporting themselves off donations, so make sure you go and you support them uh, so that they can continue to do this and support awesome people like Monica. Um, thank you so much for everything. Uh, that's our show. I'm Kaya Green. This is Monica Garrido. Stay safe, my friends.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.